And now, revelations of mystery and horror in the Helen Clevenger case, taken from the pages of True Detective Mysteries magazine, the only story of this sensational case, written and authorized by Sheriff Lawrence E. Brown of Buncombe County, North Carolina. Our story begins on a storm-swept night in the fashionable hotel in Ashton, North Carolina. Helen, I think we got back just in time. Yes, Uncle Ray. Look, you can see the storm from my window here. Yes. Lightning racing up the valley. What a sight. The big smokies in a storm at night. Oh, Uncle Will, I'm so glad you gave me the chance to make this trip. Why shouldn't I show off my pretty New York niece down here in the South, eh? Sir, I've always loved the South, and when you told me I could come to North Carolina this summer, I was thrilled. <laughs> Big smoky, cotton field. Uh, and dairy meeting. Oh, that reminds me. I must write up today's meeting in my diary. I'm sure you're not writing up any big dates in that diary. I'd be jealous. Dates? Just listen to their diary. Monday. Left the hotel in Asheville at 9. Attended meetings of dairy farmers. High point with Uncle Will, Professor William F. Clevenger to you. Earth <laughs> <laughs> works with the farmers as a faculty member from State University is meeting with approval wherever we go. All of the girls. Now, uh, Helen, they just listen to me because I have a pretty 18-year-old niece along who is a nana student at New York University. Uncle Will, the Southern Civil Ray has just got you all, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, my dear, I'm glad you're along. You're becoming sweeter to me every day. And you're meeting people and seeing things. And being so happy, I'm afraid. Oh, nonsense, my dear. Hey, this storm is getting worse. Well, good night, Helen. Uh, will you turn in soon? Just as soon as I take a shower, put on the new green silk pajamas, and write in my diary about today. Good. I'll call you at 8 in the morning for breakfast. Get on the road by 9.15. All right? Perfect. And here's a big hug for making a girl so happy. <laughs> I hope you'll always be as happy as you are tonight. Well, pleasant dreams. You too, Uncle Darling. Good night. Good night, dear. Helen, wake up. 
We have a big day before us. Good morning, sir. I'm the hotel carpenter. Anything wrong? Oh, good morning. Uh, no, no, no. There's nothing wrong. Uh, my room is right down the hall, uh, 231. I'm trying to wake my niece up. Take her to breakfast. She's so sound asleep, I can't see to wake her. This is the door locked? Hmm, I'll just try and see. Why? The door isn't locked. I'll just step inside and call. Yes, sir. It's sure is time for breakfast. Yes, that's right. Uh, Ellen, uh, wake up here. Ellen! Helen! What is it, sir? What's the matter? Oh, look! Look, my niece! She's been murdered! Look at her face! Oh, it looks like Oh, Helen, I... Poor little girl. Oh, Helen. Your poor father and mother. You, you, you stay here. I'll, I'll call the manager. Yeah, yes, yes. Call the manager. Call the doctor. Call the police. Oh, Helen, my poor little girl. Side, please. Stand back, stand back. Uh, this way, Sheriff. Oh, no, no. Stand by the door here. I'm Sheriff Brown. Are you the manager of this hotel? Yes. Yes, my name is Harmon. I'm the manager. Well, Mr. Harmon, where's the body of the murdered girl? Just inside his door, sir. We didn't disturb anything. Uh, what time was the body found? About about 8.30, sir. Then why did you wait until nearly 10 o'clock to notify the sheriff's office? I don't know, Sheriff. We were all so excited. I'm so horrified, I... Yeah, it looks pretty bad to me. Who are you trying to protect, Harmon? Oh, nobody. Nobody, I swear, sir. I swear. No, no, no. Pull yourself together, man. Let's see the body. Have you a pass key? Yes, sir. Here it is. What? What? Hey, there's a key in that door already. That's funny. What about it, Harmon? I didn't understand it. That's a masterpiece. There are only 11 masterpieces in the hotel, and we've accounted for every one since... Oh, you have, eh? Well, I'll just take this key, then. Come on in, Sluter. You too, Harmon. Hey, look at that body. Shot and beaten to death. Yes, sir. And only 18 years old. Dressed in pajamas. Green silk. Mm. Poor girl was murdered while she was getting ready for bed, Harmon. Who was she? Her name was Helen Clevenger. She was traveling with her uncle, Professor Clevenger. She's left lecturing on uh, dairy farming at the State University. Where is he? In his room, right down the hall. 231. He's quite overcome. Hmm. Hey, here's a diary she was writing in. Come here, Sluder. Yes, sir? Help me turn the body over. Yes, sir. There's the bullet hole. Yes, sir, just above her heart. A poor little girl. It's horrible, sir. Looks like some animal had clawed a face. Shooter, look at those cuts. Mm. A powerful deep shell. Shaped yeah, like a crescent or a half circle. Looks mysterious. How about the gun? Did you find it, Harmon? No, sir. There's no trace of a gun. But we found a shell on the bathroom floor. You can see it from here. Get it, Shooter. Yes, sir. It's uh, 32, uh, automatic, sir. Oh, yes, I see. And is that her wristwatch here on the chair? Yes, sir. And that lamp, there on the chair at the head of the bed. Did you pull that off in your excitement? Oh, no, no, sir. I didn't touch the thing. The room is just like Professor Clevenger found it when he, when he found the body. There are blood stains on this lamp, sir. Yes, bloody fingerprints. 
The murderer pulled that shade off and... Hey, look. Yeah. He must have struck that girl, then tried to turn off the light so nobody could see him finish her off. He couldn't find the light switch, so he unscrewed the bulb, put it on the chair, and there was blood on his hands when he did. It's horrible. Horrible. Arnold, I want to interview every employee of this hotel. Yes. This is one of the foulest crimes that ever stained the South. Professor Clevenger? Yes, sir. This murdered girl was your niece? Yes, sir. She's the daughter of J.S. Clevenger and my brother. And uh, what do you do, Professor Clevenger? Why, I lecture on agricultural subjects. My niece was from New York, uh, Great Kill, Staten Island, with a fine opportunity to have her see the South and make contacts, make friends. J.F. Clevenger, Great Kill, Staten Island. How were the New York police to investigate her death at that end, too, Professor? When did you last see your niece? Last night, just before she went to bed. You were in her room? Why, of course. I had brought her home from the house of some friends. She said she was going to bed just as soon as she wrote up the day in her diary. Did she write in it last night? I suppose so. It was probably the last thing she did before. Professor, when the newspapers find I've been talking to you, they're going to say I accuse you of the murder of your niece. No, no, I... I wouldn't have touched the hair of her head. She was so young. So sweet. We're growing closer to her every day. Ah, uh, that'll do, Professor Clevenger. I'll have to hold you for further questioning. You mean jail? I'd like to attend Helen's funeral. I understand. If you keep in touch with us, notify us where you go and what to do. I'd gladly go to jail. I'd gladly give up the rest of my life to help find out who murdered my niece. What about this man you say you saw last night? I I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth. Suddenly I heard a terrible scream. I was in my underwear, but the scream was so awful I rushed out into the hall. Uh, what did you see? Uh, nothing then. Everything was just as quiet as death. Did you notify the hotel office? Uh, no, I, I thought maybe somebody was sick, or maybe some man was having a little trouble with his wife. Uh, you know how it is. Yes, but what about this man? Well, when I got to the hall and realized I was in my underwear, I... I went back into my room for my bathrobe. When I came back to the hall again, I saw a man standing in the doorway of 224, Miss Clevenger's room. What kind of man? Well, it was dark. I, I could only see a muffled figure. Muffled, eh? Did he say anything? Uh, first I said, I wonder what that noise was. And then he said, that's what I've been wondering. Uh, that's what I've been wondering. Hmm. What did you do then? <laughs> I went back into my room. <laughs> the night watchman. Yes, sir. My name is Vaughn, sir. I'm the night watchman. Sam Watchman. A young and beautiful girl is murdered and you didn't even hear a scream. Or did you? I couldn't. I wasn't on that floor. Why not? How is it that you didn't punch your clock on the second floor at two o'clock? I don't know. I know. You wanted an alibi to prove you weren't on that floor at the time of the murder. No, no. Honest. 
I did punch my clock on the second floor. Sure you did, but out of your usual order. Why? Uh, I don't know. I usually start at the top of the hotel and come straight down, floor by floor. But last night you skipped the second floor and came back later. Why? I don't know. You murdered a woman and you wanted an alibi. No. Tom, we'll just lock you up until you can remember a little better. ask you a few questions. Take down any statements, Luther. All right, Sheriff. Mm. Thank you so much for waiting since the end of the conference, Sheriff. Where were you last night? I had nothing to do with this business. What business? We haven't accused you of anything. I was home last night. Sure? Yeah, of course. Then why'd you call up your boarding house today to find out where you were last night? Uh, I forget. I live in a mess of worlds. There's a world of music. Two reports say you were visiting a girl last night at the hotel. I haven't been near that hotel in six months. What hotel? Nobody's mentioned the hotel. I don't know why I'm here. Are you foolishly? No, Mr. Warner. You'll have to stay with us tonight. Hey, Sloda, what's the matter with you? Are you crazy? Crazy, may I? 
I just got an idea that's going to help us solve this case. Yeah, now, Sid, I didn't like phony fortune tellers. All right, shoot. What is it? Who have we been looking for? All right, what do you mean? Well, what kind of a man have we been looking for? The murderer of that Clevenger girl, I mean. I still don't get you. No? Well, I'll tell you. We've been looking for white men, haven't we? Well, yes, so we have. Why? Right. I'll tell you why. Because Mr. Rogers quoted that man as saying, that's what I've been wondering. That's why. What in the world are you talking about? Well, you don't see it yet? Listen, Sheldon. Rogers, right after the murder, said that the man he saw said, that's what I've been wondering. Now, he tells us the man said, that's what I've wondering. You get it? We've been looking for a white man. We should have been looking for a colored murderer. Only a colored man would say, that's what I've wondering. You get it now? I do, Trudy. You've got something there. Come on. We've got to look through some wood piles. Come on, men. This is the place. Bud's barbecue. Okay. Quiet. Quiet. Quiet, everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, boss. Uh, how's Bill Carey? What y'all want? Carey? Are you the manager of this barbecue joint? Yes, sir, boss. That's me. What y'all want? I want all the men who work in the hotel in town. Point out Joseph Jones to me. He's an elevator man, and he hangs out here. Now, boys, now, I don't want to get into no trouble. Uh, Jones, he ain't done nothing. What you want with him? Point him out, Karen. Yeah. Uh, here he is, boys. That third man is sitting at the counter. Jones, you're under arrest. Please, boss, please, I swear I ain't done nothing. Please, I ain't done Men, careful. We want to surprise them. No! Put up your hands, boys. Yeah, that's a nice little game you boys are having. I want a colored boy named Clarence Griffith, pantry boy at the hotel. Where is he? Well, I'll Clarence Griffith. Griffith? You're wanted in the Clevenger murder. No, the murder. I didn't do it, white man. I was... Luda, how are Griffith and Jones standing up in jail? Uh, mighty cautious, sir. Mighty cautious. They haven't spilled anything yet. I set up the dictograph in their cell, like you said, and I listened all afternoon. Well, those three boys just won't talk. I thought we took them because the manager said they talked the most. Yeah, they'll talk in time. You'll go up to the depot in the morning and meet those New York officers I sent for. Bring them straight to the jail. Pretty good six draft rigs, X-Wing. What, Tom? I think we'll take some new wrinkles back to New York. You men help me break this Clevenger case, and you can have anything I've got. Those boys are not sold on the car at the break the chain. Let's listen. Turn on that amplifier switch. No, no, no. Now, then. Let's go. What's the 
Yeah, that. Now we're getting somewhere. Revolver. I don't know nobody with one. Just two. Oh, you better talk. They done brought New York to sentence you to die in the lethal chamber as described by the law of the state of North Carolina.
Revelation of Revelations of Mystery and Horror in the Helen Clevenger case, taken from the pages of True Detective Mysteries magazine and transcribed by the Trans-American Broadcasting System. Mm-hmm.